Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, Extinct Edition. These are the episodes where we talk about, you guessed it, extinct animals. The Earth has had so many amazing creatures on it, it felt unfair to only talk about the ones that are with us right now. We'll talk about ancient dinosaurs, all the way up to things as recent as the black rhino. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat Extinct Edition. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And today we are going to be talking about the Mosasaurus. So most people will probably know the Mosasaurus from one of the most recent Jurassic World movies. Uh, there's a there's a famous scene or multiple famous scenes with the giant uh, sea-dwelling creature jumping out and eating a shark. Uh, that's probably going to be the most familiar that a lot of people know. So the Mosasaurus gets its name uh, from the place where it was first found, which was the Meuse River in Europe. And so its name literally translates to the Meuse Lizard. And also, even though it has the Saurus in its name, it's actually not like other dinosaurs. And it's actually not a fish either. It's more of a water-dwelling reptile. Uh, so it's actually most closely related to lizards and snakes rather than how most dinosaurs are related to birds. And it existed from the Upper Cretaceous Epoch to the um, to about 61.7 million years ago, um, which is probably a number you're familiar with because we've talked about um, other extinct animals um, that died from the KT extinction. So that's uh, when, it's, when it uh, lived up to. So these were basically found in waters all over the world. Um, it's likely that they preferred shallow waters just because of how much prey was there and how easy they could find it. Um, but their anatomy suggests that they were really great, excellent open swimmers. So as I mentioned, they are more closely related to modern snakes and lizards. Uh, they were marine reptiles. And when we talk about Mosasaurus, it was actually one genus and there was multiple species of Mosasaurus. Uh, so we'll talk about how it kind of ranges and whatnot. But we, again, it's one of those where we can speak about it generally enough because things were similar. So their body shape, it was actually kind of shaped like a lizard, um, you know, with a very streamlined body and a tail that kind of gets smaller as it goes. And it's a very long tail. It actually helped propel themselves. And they have the head of almost a crocodile, basically. Um, it's a triangular head with these long, narrow, sharp teeth. And they didn't have um, fins like you would think of with modern fish. They had um, these fins that were more like paddles that they would move up and down um, along with their tail going back and forth. And that's how they propelled themselves through the water so fast. So mosasaurs may have started out swimming through the water like a snake or an eel where they kind of like uh, wriggle almost through the water. Uh, but as they adapted, it almost became more shark-like or crocodilian where they used their power for tail to kind of uh, propel them through the water and use their paddles to also their paddle-like fins to also help and kind of maneuver them through the water. And then another interesting thing about their anatomy is that they had palatal teeth, which is most similar to snakes that don't have venom so it's snakes that need to bite and not let go and not let their prey get away so what it is it's a second set of teeth in the upper mouth of the animal and they kind of sit a little bit further in uh, it's not going to be right around near their lip and it's to just help hold things in place and not let it get away 
What the Mosasaur would eat um, is pretty much anything it could fit in his mouth. Um, it was one of the top predators in the ocean at its time, and it would eat pretty much almost anything. And it would do this um, by charging at its prey, and it could reach actually speeds up to 30 miles an hour. Um, but it would charge at its uh, prey, and with the inertia created by its body and the vortex created by opening its mouth, the prey would basically just get sucked into its mouth. And like Julia said, they would probably eat almost anything they could fit into their mouth. So it probably included fish, sharks, seabirds, uh, other mosasaurs. Um, and they've actually found uh, remains of mosasaurs that have fossils of their stomach contents intact. So you'll see um, smaller mosasaurs. You'll see fish. Um, there have even been examples of fish that were bigger than the mosasaur. But it showed that the Mosasaur could devour it piece by piece, where it would take bites out of it rather than swallow it whole. And yeah, we're talking about ones that eat larger things, but because there were so many different species and the, some that uh, were a little bit smaller, their diet was all over the place. And we believe that there were some species that were more specialized feeders, and they probably ate smaller things such as shellfish. And when we say smaller things such as shellfish, there were still large shellfish at this time. The, the, it wasn't the tiny stuff that we have now. But... So you have some mosasaurs that you would kind of equate to the orca where they eat anything. And then ones you kind of equate to sea otters where they kind of just eat things on the lower end of the uh, the chain. So the size of the mosasaur, like we said, it just really depends on the species because there's some that are so different. One of the biggest specimens that was ever found was estimated to be about 56 feet long. Um, but they can also go down to the smaller sizes of porpoises. Um, so think maybe five or even six feet long. So it had a wide range of the size it could grow. And then moving along to its extinction, as Julia mentioned earlier, they went extinct about 62 million years ago, which as we do more extinct episodes, you're going to learn that 62 million years ago number. You're going to remember that because that's when the KT extinction event happened. Um, like we talked about before, it's when the meteor came and wiped out, I think it's around 90% of all life on the planet. So basically anything non-avian was pretty much wiped out, including uh, ocean-dwelling life. So there actually have been multiple fossil finds of the mosasaur like we mentioned earlier. And there was one of a juvenile mosasaur was found in the stomach of another uh, mosasaur species. Um, and it was actually from uh, the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History. And there have even been fossils found of the Mosasaurus hoffmani, which is the largest specimen that we have found of the Mosasaurus, um, with broken jaws and bones, um, which just indicated the level of violent and ferocity that these animals led, and most likely with each other. And then a fun fact that doesn't have to deal with as much as the Mosasaur, but I still found it an interesting thing that I learned. So the role of dominant ocean predator was once held by these marine reptiles that kind of looked like modern dolphins, and they were called ichthyosaurs. Uh, after the ichthyosaurs, they were uh, succeeded by plesiosaurs, which were replaced by Mosasaurs. Then after the extinction of the Mosasaurs, that's when you really started seeing crocodilians come into it. Uh, there's there's quite a few. There's like the Sarcosuco, the Sucomimus. There's a lot of different crocodilians that kind of emerged after this. But that's kind of the, how the evolution of a uh, ocean predator played out. That about wraps up what we have on the Mosasaurus. Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening. Um, I really like doing these extinct episodes, so it's really fun for me to do. Tune in next week when we talk about the dodo bird.
I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.